Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the October 4th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Getting ready to talk about actual NBA basketball for a very long time. We'll be talking about some camp news, some camp battles to watch, things that we've learned in really these two and a half preseason games. We're we're wrapping this up. We're recording this as this Pacers-Kings game is wrapping up in overtime. Spoiler alert. Uh, With me to break all this news down, all this goodness, is Jonas Nader. What's up, man? Yeah, it's nice to be back, man. Usually you send me rundowns, it's like six nuggets, and this time there's like 45, and this is just like three days worth of news, so it's awesome. It's so good to be back. Fantasy drafts for me start up this weekend, so we're we're in it now. Yeah, I, I just, I've worked so much. I know a lot of people were asking why you and I weren't uh, at the draft that was taking place, it was pretty cool, in uh, Connecticut with Ryan, Dr. Ray, Jared, and then Dalton, um... I wanted on it. I had other stuff going on, but really one of my main reasons, like I don't know if my boss should know this, but like I didn't want to get away from the blurbs. Like I, <laughs> I wanted to just like read everything, and I like it's the amount of stuff that I've read in the past like four days is just insane. There's so yeah, many the beat writers. Awesome, nowadays. man. Yeah, there's so many stuff, so much stuff to read. Like if you want to read all of it, like look at my likes and just read everything. But um, yeah, so we were gonna do a little bit of a draft recap uh, and talk a little bit about that, but you're doing like blind grades. So I don't really yep. want to talk about that. Um, you do know who one of the teams was just by a couple picks. So yeah, uh, and there's also a little thing on Twitter. So I'm gonna have to call out somebody real quick. <laughs> um, I'm I'm the Levert guy here, Steve. Uh, the <laughs> Levert guys don't take load managed KP and Zach Levine over Levert. That's all in a points league, especially. So, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, there were, one other thing too. Like I don't want to spoil this. Like it was weird. A lot of like. Buzzy guys didn't go to our writers, which is very off-brand for us. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, you don't know who who took who, but uh, yeah, it was it was weird. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It was it was uh, really good for the casual fan. I thought that was like that was kind of who they were catering to. Got a lot of nuggets. Ryan was awesome. I love all the stuff Ryan had to say. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so check that out, and also too check out our draft guide. I just wrote a like just now a explaining fantasy values column for like the basic people. Uh, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you do not need to read that, but hey. Um, and then also, yeah, if you haven't got the guide yet, we're doing a 20% off sale. Just use promo code NBA20 um, to be pretty awesome stuff. Uh, again, more stuff going in there. I'm putting abusing the default rankings in today or tomorrow. And yeah, just a bunch of content. And we're going to talk to some guys that we're going to move up or down, really, from the last week of news and action. Um, this Pacers-Kings game. Is mm-hmm. insane. So let's start with that. You and I have been watching this. Uh, there are 32 seconds left in overtime, <laughs> just to give you the specifics. Um, I'll hand it to you first. Just wherever you want to run with this, go for it. Okay. Big winner for me early right now is Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of got a glimpse of this last like last preseason. He was the usage rate leader, and now this preseason they're like running half their offense through him. It feels like. They're starting him next to Turner, which means his minutes are going to be up from 23 last year to probably 30. You think he's going to get 30 this year? Yes, I do. Yep. Good good assist guy. I think he had four assists 
per 36 minutes slash actually 4.2 assists per 36 minutes the rest of his stats that's a little empty besides rebound and field percentage but man like if he gets 30 minutes you're looking at a, a jonas valanciunas stat set yeah he can be he can be like top 75 in my opinion so not as his many stock is definitely up not as many blocks but right. yeah he'll be probably more scoring similar rebounds probably better from you know probably similar percentages wise so yeah, especially in like a points leagues, like he could legit be top forty maybe. Yeah. Um he slid in that draft, by the way. I won't tell you who took him. But uh that was a really good pick for whoever did. Um that again, I agree with that. That was for sure the number one takeaway. And like again, I've been saying this. We wanna see the news in camp match up with what we're seeing in the preseason. When that happens, like we can put a little bit of value into that, and that's what ha- that's what's been happening. So the last week the whole big talk has been putting some bonus in the post, let guys move around run screens, run any sort of action to get guys open outside, cutters and all this stuff, like with him as the focal point. And that's Mm -hmm. pretty much what we saw today. So, yeah, uh, Sabonis is a guy who pretty much has to move up. Ideally, you're drafting him after you get, like, maybe a Miles Turner or a Mitch Robinson or somebody who Mm -hmm. can block because he's not going to help you there. And um, that'd be big. But, yeah, he's for sure um, with me, for me, without a doubt, the, the winner from this game. Um, Pacers wise, I thought TJ and I talked about TJ Warren a lot. I thought he looked great. Uh, he was really efficient. Those corner threes were going in for him. He has the size to guard fours. Just real versatile guy. He has those three ankle injuries, which are really concerning. Obviously, yeah. there are other weird ones, but if his right ankle holds up, I think he'd be really good. I mean, this Pacers offense is going to give him a lot of shots um, with how they're putting it together. So. And, dude, if there's any doubt about his three-point shot, it's gone. Like, last year he hit 43%. Today he hit 5 of 6. Like, his three-point shot is legit. It's working. And when you look at his per-game numbers, he's been, like, top 40, top 60. It's just that ankle injury that makes him slide to the late round. So you got to love that price tag. Yeah, he's going to get minutes um, again. I mean, they were playing Jakar Sampson quite a bit um, at the 4. So I think that really once Warren gets coming, and, man, all these minutes in a preseason game, I love it. Yeah, um, yeah. so he looks really good. I know Ryan and I talked about him a lot, um, just concerns of him missing time. Is That's my only concern, is him missing yeah. time. Uh, the Pacers schedule is really good. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like a, almost, I want to say like a three-weeker or something. I think it was but, like four weeks. It was yeah, crazy. it was like a month. But yeah, we didn't really learn anything on Miles Turner. He kind of is what he is. He's going to be double, low double-double-ish with big blocks. Uh, he had yeah. three steals with preseason. He's going to probably threaten for the league leading blocks. Obviously, Mitch Robs in the mix, and Hassan Whiteside apparently thinks he will as well. But um, I'm down on Malcolm Brogdon, almost because I thought Sabonis was going to be more of a guy who took dimes away from Brogdon. I'm wrong, apparently, because uh, as this game's almost about to end, he's got 14 assists. So, yeah, yeah, I apparently need to warm up to Malcolm Brogdon, especially if this Pacers offense is moving as well as it is. It's one preseason game, but just the action just looks different to me. I feel, really feel like they put a lot of emphasis in making this double big lineup work. And yeah. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. So um, really just bump up your Pacers starters here uh, across the board. Yeah, and Jeremy Lamb played pretty well too. So mm. it's nice to see. Yep, yep. Um, Kings-wise, um, didn't learn too much for me. Uh, Harrison Barnes was good. Um, and Buddy Heald is going to kill. I thought he yeah. he got into the paint a little bit more. Uh, and that was one thing that was in camp was like he really wanted to get to the line more as a guy who shoots a lot of or shoots free throws well that could really ascend his value into maybe the late second uh, early third probably best case um, given not many steals but yeah I mean Buddy Heels a guy that he really has to go fourth round in a legit league get him in the fifth you're chilling but yeah he's he's the guy uh, and yeah I'll let you add to him and whatever you want. 
Yeah, dude, such an efficient shooter too, man. I mean, just today alone, it's 57.9% from the field. You wish he stole the ball more, but yeah, I think he's going to be... He's going to coast his way to top 40 value. Uh, also, Fox's line wasn't great at the end of the day, but he looked really, really strong just from like a, the eye test. Uh, I think the stats are going to be there. We are worried about the free throw percentage still, 4 or 7 today, so not much improvement there, but still early. We'll see. I think unless Fox gets his free throw percentage up, he's going to be hovering around that 30 to 40 range. Yeah, and I also mentioned in a tweet yesterday, he shot 7% worse from the field um, with – Buddy on, I'm sorry, with Bagley, Bagley on the field when he hit 30 minutes on January 22nd. So that's something I want to watch. I want to see him kind of mesh better because um, Bagley, you know, he kind of takes up space inside. He was more in the perimeter, a little bit more today. Again, one sample. But um, yeah, I like the Luke Walton offense. Looked pretty good. A lot of ball movement. Obviously, the Steve Kerr stuff rubbing off on him um, with the passing. So yeah, I think that looks pretty good. I'm fine with Bagley. Um, but Ariza kind of closed this game uh, over Deadman. I want nothing to do with Deadman. Right. Um, and I know you and I will probably agree that Rashawn Holmes, I, honestly, this may be a hot take. I would probably rather take Rashawn Holmes just in, just in case like Deadman, who's had multiple ankle issues in his career, like ankle debridement, I think he had. So I would yeah. rather just sit on Holmes. Hopefully he can carve out 20 minutes and block, you know, one and a half shots and be efficient. Like that, that's yeah. some valuable stuff. There were stretches last year when Holmes was getting 18 minutes and then posting top 70 numbers just because he gets steals, he gets blocked. He's kind of like Nerlens Noel. He basically has the same stat set, just a per-minute monster. And we are legitimately concerned about Harry Giles. Like, there's some shady going on yeah, there. Yeah, so. that's not good, man. Guy with chronic knee issues. They're not, not so chronic, but multiple knee injuries. Right. Uh, they obviously held him out as quote-unquote rookie season. Um, and then other thing, too, is uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. He got minutes at the three. He said himself he's expecting 28 to 29 minutes he's pretty much sitting there overtime helped him a little bit but yeah i'm definitely i don't think it's even a dark horse thing to say like he's probably if i had to pick six man i'd definitely put him in the top 10 maybe even top five like you know 29 minutes off the bench as a scorer who can assist like uh, i'm not too into him again the lack of lack of steals and fox and healed are still there and yeah really that lineup with fox healed and bogdan didn't do very well so, right um, but i still like him late if he falls yeah, I'd rather have like the Kevin Huerters of the world, but yeah, he's yeah. he's definitely on the radar for me. Yeah. He really ran out of gas late in the season last year, so that's kind of a concern. And the Kings are much deeper this year too. So yeah, and that's part because of Bagley because they were playing Harry B at the three more. Yeah, exactly. So, and they do have now Ariza they have Ariza too. Yep, Ariza yep. can handle the ball too. I saw it, the Wizards. He had like four <laughs> assists a game with the Wizards. So five assists today. So, yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff. Uh, let's hit quickly um, the. Game last night, not too much to take away from, uh, just with the Rockets. Another thing, camp talk was like they want to play faster. So last year in the preseason, again, preseason pace, I know people rip on me for this, but it's it's indicative somewhat. Uh, preseason pace, they were at like 101, and then in these two games so far, they've been like just below 109 and just above 109. So mm-hmm. like there's an effort here, and that's not even with Russell Westbrook. And I've said this yeah. multiple times, like the OKC Thunder, they're always at the top. For time per possession, they were first last year. 10.0 seconds off a missed shot with a rebound. Like, they're going to fly. I mean, it's going to be... I'm probably really pumped to see how the Pelicans and the Rockets, like, fight out for the league leading pace because they both... I think they both really want it. Yeah, reminds me of that second step, second offense yeah. D'Antoni used to run. They were doing drills in training camp where it was just Russell Westbrook, uh, Harden, and Gordon, and they're doing three passes and shooting. So, like, they're going to fly this year. 
Yeah, uh, it's it, that's what Westbrook, Westbrook does. Like we bash him for half court shot selection, but yeah. he really gives offense life just for how fast he gets out there. Yeah. Uh, other takeaways with them, uh, obviously Ben Mclemore's nothing to take away from that. But yeah. uh, I thought Capella impressed me. Uh, he did get mocked for how he runs from the Houston bench. Yeah. You may see that on the interwebs. But I thought he moved the ball well. He put the ball on the floor like way more than I've ever seen him do it in really this game and the game against the Shanghai Sharks. So I'm not really in on Capella, and I still might not be just for who I'm going to take where he goes. But maybe I can warm up to it. Well, I like his price this year. He's been falling to round four in some. If you want to take him around four, like I usually get Jaron Jackson Jr. there. But if you want to get Capella around four, like that's a really great value. Uh, like I said, too, there's a hype piece on him. I think the oh, Houston Beaters, Jonathan Fagan wrote a hype piece on Capella saying that he wants to just dominate this year, get his blocks back up. His block rate really regressed last year. So positive regression there, and he's back in the top 30. Yeah, and then one other kind of random stat I looked up last night was, and I talked about this on a, a recent pod, which I'll probably talk about a little bit, was how I think that both Harden and Westbrook can hit 30 usage rate. Like, it sounds pretty wild to do, given the 30 usage rate's almost hard to do, even by yourself. Mm-hmm. But that's been done. Um, Shaq and Kobe did it three times. LeBron and Wade did it. Westbrook and KD did it three times. And then somebody I'm forgetting... Uh, I think Wade, Wade and LeBron did it also. So, and I mean, these two guys are just two of the most highly used players, um, yeah. almost in NBA history, right? Like they both have the number one and number two usage rates of all time. Yeah. So I don't even think that's a hot take. I, I know I don't either. Yeah. They're playing along Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, Daniel House, like all low usage guys, and Capello, yeah. of course. So yeah, I, I think it's easy. I mean, Harden was at forty point six last year. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be at thirty five. I think Westbrook's going to be right around thirty, thirty one. Yeah, it's uh, I'm thirty five is pretty high. I'd probably say like thirty three and a half and thirty two, thirty one ish. Depends on the stagger. We haven't heard anything about staggering talk yet. But yeah, I'm they're sure. gonna stagger for sure. You know, that's yeah. and that'll help push up Harden for those four, uh, you know, forty usage right there. So yeah, I, I honestly, I think the whole Harden concern with Westbrook stuff is overblown. Yeah, like, he's still averaging thirty six and six this year easily. Yeah. Well, I don't think the thirty six, but even like he's still well, 30, 30, 30 point six assists, six rebounds. Probably more. Yeah, probably more assists too. Like I feel like he can be better there. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Like. They're both going to be fine. But after those three guys, Capella, Harden, and Westbrook, I want nothing to do with anybody else. Right. Um, Clippers, not too much to take away here. Uh, I was hoping Landry Shamet would ball out. He did not. Uh, did handle the ball a little bit. Missed a lot of open threes, um, a lot of corner threes. But I wasn't overall upset with his usage and how he was used and sets they were running for him. But he just played like crap really simply. Um, Zubats played well. Uh, I think Harkless has a legit shot at the four. Uh, but really, probably the big takeaway from this one is I think Terrence Mann, um, this another summer league guy who I know you like as well, looks. Yeah. He looks. Re- he looks. I compared him kind of like to Tyrone Wallace on a tweet last night. Like real long, handles the ball, can definitely switch, guard threes and twos, um, and they they were really laying into him. Like I want to say like three or four guys were like shouting at him for mistakes he was making, which. Uh, is encouraging. Like they care that this guy's gonna play, yeah. and I think that with all this load management stuff, and Kawhi got load managed again. We don't even need to talk about that. Like yeah, he's gonna get load managed. I think just as much, if not more, than last season. Um, but yeah, uh, a Terrence Mann looks like a guy who's super deep dynasty, maybe even occasional DFS spots. Um, we know Pat Beverly's hurt every once in a while. Yeah, if Jerry West is calling a second round pick special, like you know something's going on there. So he's a really good prospect. I have him in two thirty deep dynasties too. I'm excited nice. about him. Nice. Anything else? Uh, you you still haven't watched it on on DVR yet, right? No, I did see the highlights. I did see okay. Harrell had a monster game and he had a couple yeah. of nice jumpers too. So that's interesting to see. I think 
if Kawhi sits as much as we're expecting and Paul George sits the first like month, like I think Hero can clean up this year. Would you say it's kind of a sell high though? I would say sell high, yeah. But yeah. I, at, at the rate he's going, he's going like round nine, round ten. Like that's oh uh, wow, yeah. I'll take that any yeah. day. I'm not too in on him, but yeah, if, like you said, I, I, if I drafted him, I'd probably try to sell high. All right, so we have a ton to talk about, and we're gonna try to just. I kind of just took some notes that were from the past couple days. Uh, I will add a lot of the like Monday and Sunday and Saturday notes I talked a lot about in um, a guest pod I did, so I'm just going to point you guys there because I don't want to take 10 hours on a podcast. Um, so it's from it's called the TakeCast, but with the K and the E reverse. It's on my Twitter account um, with Davis Maddox. There's just like three hours worth of us talking about basketball and position battles and all stuff. So yeah, just check that out if you want, if you're obsessed like, like we are. Um, but yeah, let's just talk kind of just team storylines that I've noticed and you've noticed. Uh, just quickly with the Cavs, sounds like Jordan Clarkson's legit going to play the three with Dylan Windler out. Uh, interesting that Colin Sexton said he's going to shoot 90% at the line, t- talked up his threes. Um, I'll add, people bashed the Sexton pick in the points league for the draft. Uh, Mr. Strope and Mr. Beard did. I thought that was a really good pick. Uh, Sexton's going to be good in points leagues. Uh, and I hate that Darius Garland's banged up. He's running up and down. He's not cleared for contact yet. Like, I wanted to draft him, but now I kind of can't do it. I mean, with all these injuries going down, missing summer league, and obviously missing a lot of last year at Vanderbilt. Like, it's kind of Yeah, I played five games at Vanderbilt. That's yeah, it. So No good. Still not healthy. Yeah, I'm not I'm not buying it to Garland. Yeah, I wanted to, but now I can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Just because the Cavs are going to be bad. Anything you want to add here with the Cavs or targets or um, – I'm completely avoiding Cavs. The one one thing that really stood out for me is Larry Nance talked about even playing some small forward this year. He made a joke that he's like he has to provide his real measurements now, so he's probably like closer <laughs> to six 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 seven. Nice. So he wants to lead the league in steals, which is very possible. The guy's averaged two steals per thirty six minutes for four years straight. So uh, it's in his. I think he has the ability to. Uh, I think he's still going too cheap right now. I think he's going like round eight, round nine, and he's. A proven top 40 guy when he gets 26 minutes. It's just, how are the Cavs going to use him when Kevin Love's up and running? Yeah, and that's the whole thing. This team just has so much unknowns on it. And it's tough. Right. To, it's tough. It's, when that happens, it's really tough to pin down guys you want to draft. Yeah, I think Nance leads the team in fantasy value. That's, I'll go ahead and say that. I think that's, a, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that's a hot take at all. Yeah. Um, you and I hate I hate Kevin Love. I, I seriously yeah. wouldn't take him with, like, pick 100. They're uh, they're gonna do the Jimmy Butler treatment. They're gonna rest him probably every fourth game just to keep his uh, trade value up. And yeah, why up. would you play him a lot? Like given his exactly. history and how often he just runs into contact and gets hurt all the time. Yeah, zero sense uh, for the position that they're in. Um, I think that kind of covers it. Oh, uh, apparently John Henson has a little bit of buzz for whatever that's worth. Yeah, um, yeah, not a lot, but just something to keep an eye on. Um, they they want win protection. They were terrible on defense last year, so yeah, uh, that could definitely help them. Uh, uh, Pelicans buzz. Uh, Drew Holiday. I'm I think I'm Mr. Drew Holiday of the crew. Uh, I have him an eighth overall in nine cat. Um, he has a I'm quote ninth. Fl- oh, yeah, there you go. So you and I, you and I are the high guys. Yeah. Um, has a quote score first mentality, and he says he's going to play well off Lonzo again. I love this pace. I, I don't need to talk about Drew Holiday anymore. I mean, do you, if you want to add something. Now, we saw the numbers he had with Anthony Davis. He was, yep. I had it written down somewhere, he was 10th in standard league value for the last 10 games he was active last year, and that was without Anthony Davis. So, yeah, he's going to crush this year. 4% usage rate without him. Boom. Yep. yep. Uh, and zero dip on field goal percentage. It was exactly the same. Yep. So, yeah, he's just such an efficient scorer. And, again, this new system is going to take his – Defensive stats, I think, to an even another higher level. Mentioned the pace, so his minutes may go down, minute and a half, two minutes, but I think they're going to play 
faster to more than offset that. And again, just like pace just creates steals and a lot of good stuff. I, I always say this, the David Griffin uh, create and terminate plays is like my favorite quote of the offseason. Yeah. Um, he, Griffin, by the way, talked up Brandon Ingram, says he fits the system really well. Um, uh, I'm not buying that. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Can I tell you why? Like when at the original press conference, he barely mentioned Brandon Ingram's name. Now that Ingram's healthy, I think he's kind of like their prime candidate to yeah. try, try and trade. I think oh, he's yeah? just talking him up. Just yeah. I think he's I think still Ingram's young, gone. man. He's had a couple injuries, and I think the system doesn't really fit him. Yeah, they they got to get shooting though. I think yeah. it just makes sense to flip Ingram now that he's healthy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I buy that. You always think everyone's getting traded. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> and then also uh, talk of Zion himself saying he could play the three and the four. And then obviously there's um, kind of shrouded in doubt that he'll play some five. It's kind of a Draymond-y, death lineup kind of guy. I just love yeah, Zion. Like, Give me the small ball five. I remember that game versus Louisville. Duke was down by 20, and they put Zion at the five, and they couldn't score the rest of the game. So, so put good. Zion at the five. He's a beast. Yeah, I can't believe Yahoo bumped him down from yeah. – I think he had him at 31. Now they have him at 41. Like, dude, like, come on. Such a steal. How do you let Zion go to the fourth round? You're a maniac. <laughs> um, anything else, Pelicans, you want to add? Uh, no, Nikeel Alexander-Walter uh, – Holy crap, I couldn't say that. Nikeel yeah. Alexander-Walker getting some buzz as well. I'm yeah. kind of interested to see him. If I have Drew in a draft, I'm probably going to take uh, Walker with my last pick. Yeah, I want to see him beat out. Uh, I mentioned, I wrote this down for the position battles too. But, yeah, we'll see him beat out Josh Hart, uh, possibly other guys. And, again, we mentioned the Brandon Ingram injury history. Mentioned Lonzo, yeah. I haven't mentioned Lonzo Ball's injury history. Who I like. I, I'm growing on Lonzo Ball. I mentioned the last pod. He went uh, last dozen games before he got hurt. He was 13-6-7. and seven. Yeah, um, dude, Gentry turns point guards into gold, man. Look what he did with Alfred yeah. Payton. He had five yeah. straight triple doubles last year. So, nice. yeah, I'm in, I'm in on Lonzo Ball. Yep, yep, I agree. Uh, moving on then, uh, some Suns talk. Uh, again, mysterious injuries with these freaking Suns, dude. Yes. Um, I hate it, man. This is what we talked about with Warren. Uh, Ubre's got a hand injury. This isn't the same hand as his thumb. Uh, Mikel Bridges has a knee discomfort issue. Monty Williams said it was because that like he worked so hard in the off season. Like, dude, what are you doing? That's on your freaking training staff, then, man. Like, yeah. Why are you overworking a guy that's going to be un- not healthy to start the year? But anyways, like this is what we talked about. I think two pods ago, these freaking Suns doing Sunsy things makes yeah. me have pause to want to draft Ubre now. Like, yeah, I really wanted Ubre and Mikel this year. I, now I don't think I can. Like yeah. not not until they get some positive updates. I mean, there, there's some really shady updating going on. We don't know what the hell is wrong with Mikel Bridges. They need discomfort. Like that can mean all kinds of things. So he's only doing like yeah, light light shooting. Like he's just like at the like from yeah. the videos I've seen. Like he's just taking like ten footers, not even really jumping. Like dude, yeah. it's just super scary. So I yeah. guess that means maybe we get a little bit more on the homie Dario. Like I don't, I don't, I don't really make a move off that. I would just say be careful on Bridges. Maybe right. be careful on Ubre a little bit. And can I say I'm completely off Aiton, man? He looks bad. Uh, just from the know, little, the little clips I've seen, I saw him shooting threes. It looked like a guy just touched a basketball for the first time. It's like he has now no he business shooting threes. Has, yeah, I it's, hate it's that. just bad. Like yeah. the Suns are letting him do what he wants, and that's just so dumb. Like he's still mature, still maturing. He's like 20 years old. Like what are you doing? He's not a power forward. Yeah, he got exposed in the NCAA tournament trying to guard uh, on the perimeter. It was just embarrassing. So I don't know what they're doing with him. Yeah, he's a back to the basket, 15 feet and in. Maybe that's maybe be a stretch, but. He and Rubio yeah. apparently are gelling a little bit. Like that's that's what they got to do. Just stick with the one five picker rolls with Rubio. Let Devin yeah. Booker do his thing. Like that's your offense. Yeah. You know, not this other BS. Like you don't have a stretch five. Everyone doesn't have to be a stretch five. 
exactly. Uh, moving on. Also, quickly, Ty Jerome has been super impressive, apparently, according to Devin Booker and some other players and Monty Williams as well. So possibly we'll be picking him up in March for sure. For sure, yeah. Um, pretty solid NBA ready kind of guy. Um, definitely, Tyler Johnson's kind of been off ball. Um, yeah. But yeah, it looks like he's ahead of Javon Carter and uh, my boy Eli Kobo. Yeah, which uh, isn't surprising. Javon Carter is one of the worst players in the league last yeah. year offensively. Yeah, they talked him up a little bit in a column I read. They were like, yeah, we want you to guard 94 feet. Like, okay. Yeah, good luck <laughs> uh, with that. Yep, yeah, and just sit on the, just sit out on this. Uh, while you're at the baseline, just stay there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch the side. Yeah. Um, all right, so quickly another injury update. Hassan Whiteside tweaked his ankle. Uh, he said it didn't hurt as much as a broken heart, uh, which I thought was kind of <laughs> – but just quick tangent, like – I love Brooke Olsendam. Like she's one of my favorite sideline reporters. Like I've followed her since like the Indiana days. She's always just like just gets great quotes out of people. But I digress. Um, Whiteside also said he's going to probably have a couple triple doubles with dimes. Says he wants to lead the league in rebounding. Wants to lead the league in blocks. I don't think that's crazy. Like if you did, if he was at thirty minutes and you extrapolate that to what he was at last year, he was like right around there. He's like top three for both. So yeah, I don't buy crazy. the dimes thing though. Right, he, he... I kind of do. Just I mean, up from he was at nothing, you know. So right. I feel like you can maybe get like one and a quarter, one like yeah. maybe maybe one and a half or something. But I think he's trying to get in that get in those same sets that Nurkic was because Nurkic yeah. had a lot of assists in that set last yeah, year. Yeah, so. po- a lot of high post stuff from him, which Whiteside right. doesn't have any high post game. Exactly, he had like like barely point one assists for Miami for the first couple of years. Yeah. And by the way, the ankle does scare me. Uh, his early uh, career was hampered by ankle injuries, like when he was in the G League and stuff like that. Like that's kind of scary. Big dudes and ankles never good, but I yeah. still like to draft. I still, I'm still down to draft them. Yeah, he's still a great. He still has a great price right now. Yeah. Um, another guy who you and I like a lot, uh, Nick Claxton, summer league baller. Apparently, he's killing it. Kenny Atkinson yeah. with some glowing reviews mentioned in the last pod how there could be a little bit of a thin area at the four. Claxton said he can play the four. We saw him really do well in wherever they slot fours. And offensive sets, um, just super versatile guy, pretty quick, pretty you know wide stance dude. So I think this is seven a, foot dude. He's seven yeah. foot and he played point guard at Georgia for stretches. He's, like he's a monster. He's a beast. Yeah, he's a monster. But yep. um, I obviously you can't draft him in like twelve no, he's, teamers. But no, he's, he's pure dynasty stash unless he just lights up the preseason. But he has that unicorn potential, just the playmaking bigs that can run the floor. So yeah, and then uh, just Karis LeVert, just again insanely glowing reviews again. Yep. Um, Atkinson said he was probably the best player in the playoffs. Said that he is desperate to be great, and only a small amount of players are like that. Talk of playing Kyrie Irving off the ball, who's Kyrie off ball is phenomenal. So yes. yeah, I don't. I mean. Again, like, don't say you're a Karis LeVert guy and pass on him five times in a points league. <laughs> so, sorry, I, I get uh, I get a little mad that uh, I'm the uh, you're LeVert, you're more of a LeVert guy than Steve for that. I you love take, LeVert. Yeah, you would I, take LeVert over Levine and KP, right? Easily. Yeah, yeah easily. LeVert's a beast. Easily. We saw him in the postseason get his mojo back too. He looked awesome. So I'm I'm really excited about him. Then Nets are always talking about or talking him up again. And Atkinson mentioned All Star. And his quote yep. too. So he thinks he can be an all star this year. And they have, Nets have a good postseason schedule as well. So really, yep. just everything just check, 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 check. Yep. Um, just draft Karras. Uh, another guy we want to draft, um, Jakob Pertl, um, blowing up Coach Pop's shadiness, uh, saying that DeJounte Murray and Derek White are running together a lot in practice. So that's great. I mean, again, DeJounte is going to get targeted by pretty much everybody. Uh, yeah. Who cares about steals? But Derek White slips, and I think that he could get better. Like he it, last year was basically his rookie season, so 
Um, I could see him really stepping up, especially with DeJounte and DeMar getting him open. Yeah, Derek White was one of your best calls last year. He had multiple stretches of early round value, and that's while playing with plantar fascia on his foot. Yeah. Like, the guy wasn't even healthy, and he had these stretches that were just insane, super efficient. And then his three-point shot eventually fell off, but it'll come back up, and he'll be a, he'll be a monster this year at pick around 100 is where I've been yeah. grabbing him. So. Yep, that's right. I agree. Uh, Will Barton, again, a little banged up. Uh, undisclosed injury. Do you have any – nothing really going. He's ramping up, doing quote-unquote most stuff in practice. I'm not um, buying into Barton this year. Yeah, uh, there were stretches. Uh, I think they're posting some videos that Michael Porter Jr. was getting run with the first unit. They said Wancho and Tory Craig are going to get some some opportunities to stay. It's just too deep there, and they still got Malik Beasley too, who thinks he's a starter, by the way, too. So they yeah. might. I think it trades brewing, man. I think they're gonna they're gonna look into a big package deal to get rid of some of this depth. So. Yep, uh, I'm still kind of in on Barton, uh, but that was before this injury thing went down. Yeah. Like, shadiness uh i don't know if i buy the whole trade thing is why they're doing this but it's weird like just dude just tell us why guys are hurt like what's on yeah <laughs> anyways uh another guy man poor wendell carter jr man yeah so says he was pretty much healthy from when he was like 11 he played through this core muscle thing from when he's i think he's when he was 15 had the surgery uh, obviously had the thumb surgery last year already sprained his ankle fell on his tailbone twice at practice yesterday like just bubble wrap him apparently <laughs> the new terrence jones maybe <laughs> nice <laughs> just so much potential just can't stay healthy I'm, yeah. I'm i'm a little worried but again you're taking him in round six or seven so it's not too much risk there yeah. i'm still buying for now also hashtag muscle watch and hashtag three-pointer watch too so yep oh god tj warren's at the podium with uh nate mcmillan dude what up dude nice that's yeah, awesome that's what we're watching yeah tj damn it i'm gonna, I'm gonna fall in love with tj warren again aren't i <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sadoransky one through three. I know you were on Sada before I was, and I'm kind of really coming around here. Yeah, I really like Sada. Yeah, like you said, they, they're going to have a multi-ball handle situation. They talked about using Chris Dunn, uh, Sadoransky, and Levine together. And I want to actually talk about Dunn real quick. Uh, Casey Johnson, uh, he moved to NBC, NBC Sports recently. He wrote a, a, a piece that said the player that stood out the most in training camp so far is Chris Dunn. So I think that's kind of interesting. Like This is a guy you can get your last round pick. Um, I'm kind of buying that. I mean, this he's had stretches of top 60 value when he's rolling, and, and uh, I'm kind of buying this, man. What do you think? Am I crazy? Uh, I don't think you're crazy, but I just I hate hearing guys that were reportedly on the trade block, and then all of a sudden they're like the best. Yeah, Casey's the man. And yeah, he's he, plugged in as the can. Casey be, has a lot of sources, so I'll just yeah. leave it at that. Uh, you, can, you can piece the rest together. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like I've said before, like I've seen this man work the phones uh, when stuff's going down at summer league, and like he's yeah. he's arguably the goat uh, of team beat raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then Zach Levine kind of admitted he's willing to take a hit earlier in games on usage rate to kind of yeah. step up in the fourth quarter. Uh, Zach Levine, which I've said many times, like he really improved as a scorer last year, and apparently he's going to get even better. So a little bit worried. Like he has these string bean legs that really puts him in bad risky spots, which is kind of yeah. the main reason why I'm scared of drafting him. But, um, like I think we're going to be after him a lot in DFS and, um, you know, I'm kind of down in points. League. Again, like we said, I'd take Levert, but, um, yeah, I like Levine, uh, but give me Levert. Anything yep. else? Yep. And remember the bulls have a bad playoffs kind of too. So that yep. bumps down everyone for like a round for me. For sure. But yeah, that's really it in the bulls. Dunn's yep. kind of like a last round flyer for me. Sadoransky's, Probably closer to around 100 right now, too, with all those yeah, multi positions. I think he's in the top 100 now. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Malik Monk's hurt, really. Like, that's bad news, man. Like he needs Always to get on the hurt, court. man. Yeah, so and I, I think... saw a picture of him. There's no chance in hell he gained 20 pounds of muscle. Yeah. No chance in hell. Yeah. 
it's definitely so. 20 pounds of probably some to probably not <laughs> yeah. muscle but Sour um, patch kids or something yeah I don't know. and then um the bridges hype's insane dude like yes they want to be him like Kawhi like they want to do all these things they want to run the offense through him like i don't know how again he i'll tip i don't you a, a rotor world guy didn't take miles bridges in the draft like that was come surprising. on guys like what are you doing I don't know. Uh, again, another guy that is probably if I had to pick top five guys I want to have in my draft, like he's on that list. Yeah, he's on my sleepers list. I think he's gonna be top fifty this year. I mean, he was top forty last year with Kemba and Jeremy Lamb in the final month, just yeah. with like a, a microscopic usage rate too. So yeah. super efficient, gonna get you one 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 and steal blocking three. So I love him. I think eighteen points isn't out of the question. Um, yep. Yep. Again, I, I like his shot selection. Brego, obviously from the pop coaching tree a little bit, could really help. Um, just help him grasp on what a good shot and a bad shot is. Uh, and then Dwayne Bacon, again, who I think... Am I on Dwayne Bacon Island by myself here? I feel like I am. I wish he stole, I wish he stole yeah. the ball more. His yep. really low steal rates first two years, and it's the same in college, too. Bad steal rates. So uh, last round, you're, I mean, it's fine. You're getting an efficient score that's going to get you probably 16 points. So it's fine yeah. in the last round. I'm yeah, just he not. goes a great pick in the points league draft. Again, yeah. not a rotable guy who did, took him. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that was just a phenomenal pick. Uh, yeah. Late, I was like, "When's Bacon gonna go? When's Bacon gonna go?" And he went probably like a round and a half late from where I would have took him. But um, yeah, moving. Anything else? We talked about so much Hornets, like we don't need to nope. talk about it anymore. Uh, okay, so a lot of stuff with the Heat going on here. James Johnson, and by the way, he is again out of practice today as we're recording this. <laughs> um, so it makes it what three or four days straight. Three, I don't know, whatever it is. But yeah, he and then obviously Kelly Olynyk's hurt, and then I'll just hand it to you uh, on where you want to go with. I know where you want to go. So yep. Every time I'm in the draft, my last round pick is going to be Derek Jones Jr. Um, I love him. Like he said, he's he logged the most workouts than any Heat player this summer. He worked on his jumper. Like we saw the quote where his wrist was so sore, he shot so many shots. He was practically begging people in the quotes like sag off me this year, and I'm going to drain it. So like I'm in on Derek Jones Jr. Elite steal block rates. The only concern right now is his free throw percentage. But like he said, he worked on it all summer. So if that comes up a little bit. We're talking about a potential top 75 guy in the last round. Yep, Eric Spolster talked about this whole new speed unit he wants to use. Obviously, that would yeah. indicate he didn't say who was in it, but like it has to be Derek Jones Jr. in well, there. Jimmy Butler <laughs> talked about the defenders in the team, and Derek Jones Jr. and Bam were the two people he mentioned first. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Tyler Harrow, actually. He actually said, don't underestimate Tyler Harrow on that yeah. end, too. He said he's yeah. a lot of a dog on the defensive end. I love that lineup. Yeah. So Yeah, and, and that's that worth mentioning, too. Like, Hero's getting... They're having 3.30 a.m. practices from Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler is saying he's super impressed by Tyler Hero's work ethic. Like, yeah. Get on the get on the Hero. Did he, I think he went undrafted in the uh, in the draft yesterday. Oh, wow. I'd rather have him than Dragic right now. I would, too. Yeah. Easily. He's um he's getting load managed right now. He's missing some yeah. practice. Yep. So, um, anything else heat-wise you want to add? Nope, that's it. Draft bam, like we've been yeah, saying. Yeah, dude, yeah. Draft, draft, like, <laughs> if, you're, if you're just back in the podcast game, I mentioned Bridges as a top five guy i got to have. So, like, him, Shea, Bam, and him being Miles. Yeah. Those are probably three. And I'm, I'm pro- maybe I'll think probably John those. Collins for you and then Jaron Jackson. Eh, from- I wouldn't say John Collins is must-have. That's true, yeah. I mean, I'm fine getting other dudes in that neighborhood. but Jaron Jackson's must-have. Not have those sure. three. Yeah, you're Jaron yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I'm move on here. Uh, some Grizzlies news. Uh, slow-mo. Really? He's cleared. But he had a really interesting quote saying he like he still has some pain, still has some soreness. Uh, it's something he played through a while, so he's having like an adjustment period for like having a healthy shoulder now. Um, perhaps this was maybe why they call him slow mo with a lot of his things. But 
I think really the takeaway here is Brandon Clark. Keep an eye on him in the preseason. Yeah, um, and uh, I think Jay Crowder will probably get a little bit more run to kind of showcase him. As I know something you would like to say um, with the sh- yeah. with the trading, but yeah, I think Jay could have some earlier season value. Just cut him when he gets traded. But um, yeah, yeah, this- Jay has an expiring contract. He's gone. The Grizzlies, are, the Grizzlies front office, since they got rid of uh, was it Chris Wallace or something like that, they've been on point. They drafted Clark. They've been getting finding Bruno in the G League. So. They've been doing a lot of good things. They're going to flip Jay Crowder for uh, no someone at the deadline and just open open things up for Clark and might maybe be before. Even I think it might be before the deadline, like way yeah, before maybe. the deadline. Yeah. But yeah, like like I said in the last part I did, like they have a plan now. Like yeah, <laughs> congratulations. That's that's yep. all you need. Uh, and then also, um, shout out to myself. Um, there's talk of Tyus Jones and John Morant playing next to each other. I don't think it's outlandish to think that Ty, Tyus. Jones starts next to John Morant with how long Morant is, uh, especially with Tyus can play off ball, um, you know, real savvy guy, and just I, I love Tyus Jones. So like it's yeah. not like Dylan Brooks is untouchable. I think the D'Anthony Melton thing opened things up for them as well. So yeah, sure. like, Grayson, Grayson Allen's not a threat either. Nah, as no, he was kind of late in the season, had some bright moments in summer league. Like don't be surprised if Tyus Jones pushes for 27, 28 minutes. Yep. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with the preseason. Uh, Steven Adams trade talk, another one that was kind of obvious. Um, I know Ryan gave me gave uh, Rotor World Burbs a little bit of a shout out for getting that when he was up late night reading. That was me, so you're welcome, <laughs> Ryan, uh, for picking up Nerlens Noel. That was a really good pick. So that's really the only takeaway here. Like we we knew this all along. Like they want to trade Steven Adams. This is why I know you and I and many others are not in on Chris Paul, just because like we do, we know Presti's plan now and we know what he wants to do. So whether it happens tomorrow or whether it happens at the deadline. Yeah, like they're gonna try to keep Chris Paul in check, especially given uh, his weak hamstrings these days. Like those like things if, can go like out. if trade talks heat up, for example, Chris Paul could be sidelined for three weeks just until things get cleared up. Like yep. there's just no chance I'm taking Chris Paul. Zero no chance. chance. Yep. Yep. Uh, anything else to? I mean, nope, like you said, draft, away, like... draft Noel. Noel's in must draft territory now that the Stephen Adams yeah. trade rumors. I mean, are even like one. 120 like 100 yeah. i don't even know how high you would go but you have yep. to go pretty high um the, the wizards man uh they have like such a disaster going on right now uh like half their team is hurt um admiral schofield got hurt now so basically their top three of their four small forwards are out it sounds like based on what brooks was saying that davis Bertans is going to start at the three and i'm kind of putting words in his mouth there yeah. Uh, Thomas Bryant doesn't really have a backup right now. It'll be Mo Wagner, who I want to see how he handles the minutes at the at the five, which he will, I think. Um, and then the point guard situation, Dustin Robinson and Chris uh, Shioza, sorry for mispronouncing that. Um, Brooks really talked up Chris C. Sorry, I can't pronounce his name. Um, like for the year of experience, getting called up by the Rockets. But he talked about how undersized he was and really the same with Robinson. So, um, super sneaky DFS play uh, is to play Chris Shioza. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing again. Um, and then, yeah, apparently Garrison Matthews is going to get burned now with all these wings hurt. So many, so many <laughs> of these uh, names just coming out of the woodwork. It's yeah. just insane. Like, the tank's already begun. It's going to yeah. be a weird year. Uh, I will say that the quote for, from Brooks about Beal really had me going. Mm-hmm. Uh, wants him to average at least six or seven times per game. I think that's too modest. I think he'll be closer to eight this year, honestly. Who's, well, who's going to make shots, though? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's also true. <laughs> but unless, uh, if that's the case, then like Rui Hachimura at like seventy, then uh, Thomas Bryant at like twenty-five. But um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we like Thomas Bryant um, pretty much universally, like in in this these parts of the woods. But, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, so 
And I, I said that uh, Chris Chioza, sorry, I, I can't keep butchering this name. Uh, I don't even know if I am. I haven't seen him play in a while, so I forget how to pronounce it. But, yeah, um, he's kind of draftable, man. Like, Ishmith's not going to play 40 minutes. Brooks said he didn't want to play Beal as a point guard, a la what Devin Booker did sometimes. So there's minutes to be had at point guard. Point guard's a really hard position to draft. So, like, you know, just see what's up, you know? I mean, I wouldn't draft him right now. No, I'm just I'm saying, like, 16-teamers or something like that, you know? More like watch list for me. Just okay. They also have Justin Robinson, who they like. So. Yeah, he hasn't talked. He hasn't got any buzz from what Brooks yeah. was saying. So yeah, it looks like the Chris C is ahead. Right. So anything else? Like you said, Beals. Beals uh, just getting. He's gonna be so so busy. Right. And we've we've said before like he was more efficient without Wall on the court last year. Yeah. Beals number eight for me. That's when I said you said Drew yeah. eight. I have Beal yeah. eight. Drew nine. It's I, interchangeable now. I think I'd actually put Drew ahead just because I'm kind of scared of Washington now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that we just talked about yeah. it again. <laughs> All those freaking so that's insane. Like they are yeah. they gonna even put together a rotation right now? Um, moving on, a uh, lot of great interviews. The Wolves have been really good with their interviews lately, uh, really all summer. And I am fascinated by who's gonna start next to Rocco as the other forward. Whether it's gonna be a Kogi or even Jake Lehman got some buzz. Uh, possible talk of Jordan Bell getting some minutes at the four. Is there anybody that you want to plant your flag on here of these? Yep, kind of... Derek Culver. <laughs> well, no, but I'm just saying, like at the at the four, you think he's going to start then? I think Derek Culver starts. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, I yeah, think Dane he comes Moore, off the bench. Dane Moore said he's, he would be he would be surprised if Derek Culver's not making starts pretty soon. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's going to play one through three. They've already talked about getting backup point guard minutes. Yep. Uh, one of the best NCAA players, dude, just does it all, man. He's got an awesome stat set. If anyone's going to have a Donovan Mitchell like rookie season, not named Zion, it's going to be. Jared Culver. I just think it makes sense to bring him off the bench. You mentioned the ball handling. Like, Shabazz Napier is not that great of a ball handler to create for other guys. Uh, I just think it makes... And, and again, they've really talked up the ball handling thing a lot. So I just think yeah. that let Cat kind of run the offense in the first unit and then mix sprinkle in some Culver, possibly close him, though. But, um, yeah, yeah Kogi apparently is looking in camp, too. So they want to be... And the other, my other big takeaways here, they want to switch like crazy. Like... Everything I'm hearing is just switch, 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 switch. Um, yeah. And then I'll add, too, like, Robert Covington's not healthy yet, man. That's not good for a guy who got a scope back in, in April. Um, yeah, that's I'm not a little t- worrying. I'm not touching Rocco, man. This is a contract year for him, too, I believe. So definitely a load management candidate for, for sure. Sh- yeah, I'm not. I love his game, but I can't yeah. do it. Um, DeLon Wright's hamstring supposed to miss three or four days. Um, we like him a lot. Does this yeah, not worried about that. Hopefully that brings his draft stock down a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I'm, st- I'm still in on him. Uh, some buzz at the Celtics camp. Uh, a lot of time, time Lord talk from Robert Williams and also Grant Williams getting talked up for being so smart from Brad Stevens. Um, really great story uh, about the Time Lord upping his communication from Kara Lawson. Said she mentioned that in Summer League when she talked to Brad Stevens. Um, this, these are uh, Time Lord areas right here. We, we love the Time Lord. Uh, again, not many guys you can get late in your draft for blocks. Um, definitely a candidate to start. And uh, all the things that are coming out of camp make me think he may be the favorite. Um, Dude, yeah. The NBC Sports uh, podcast yesterday with Chris Forsberg at ESPN jumped on, and he was saying he'd be surprised. He said he'd, he led the Robert Williams hype train. He thinks he's going to start over Cantor. Yep, um, I'm, I'm buying and- yeah, so if anyone's going to have a Mitchell Robinson-like season, it's going to be Robert Williams. 5.1 slots for 36 minutes. Dude, the beast. And dude, the playmaking, too. He's actually a really good passer. We saw it in the summer league, too. So I'm excited about him. Yeah, he's getting a lot of rocket fuel to his value. 
Yes. Um, Grant Williams. So they don't really have like a straight four man. You know, they're going to play Hayward at the four, Tatum at the four, yeah. even Jalen Brown at the four from what they're saying. So like he has a path to minutes. Um, I'm not sure you're going to draft him, obviously, but I just want to see how he fits and see how he does. Brad Stevens really talking him up, too. Yeah, I think it's more of a pickup in January, but like yeah. he's definitely the first rookie in the rotation. He's going to be ahead of Romeo Langford. He's going to be ahead of Carson Edwards. He can play probably positions one through five, if I'm being honest. Like He's that versatile. So versatile, so, yep. Yeah, I really like him as a waiver wire guy in January, probably. Yeah, pretty much if, if Hayward or Tatum or Brown go down, like I think that's probably going to be the move. Just grab him and see how it works out. Exactly. So, um, playoff diet, Draymond. He's going to start that now. Um, apparently, he isn't ready for big things. Uh, I like Draymond. Um, yeah. Perhaps more. I feel like I may be high on him, but, yeah. I mean, top 15, the last time he was without Kevin Durant. Like, the guy can yep. he can do it all if he's focused. And like you said, the playoff diet started now, so that's a good sign. Yeah, I like Draymond. He's, he slides, man. Like, he does. Round four or five. Yeah, he, I've seen him go round five in a couple. That's just yeah. insane value. He's going to be really, really good at He's another guy. I I, I'm, I very much poo poo this idea of drafting a guy to trade him later. Yeah. But I think Draymond could be that good that you could maybe drop him in the fourth and trade him for like a second round kind of a guy. Yeah. So I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna smash, dude. Like I think he's gonna. He's gonna be, have at least ten tri- triple doubles this year. Like oh, we yeah, know that. So. Yeah, and, and his steal and block rates are still going steady, even you know he's like twenty nine. So. Yep. Yeah. And then there's talk of which makes sense. They're gonna probably stagger Stephen D'Lo, much like the way we see the old Harden. CP3 yeah. stagger, so someone on there always in the court. That's huge for D'Lo. Yep, absolutely. I'm all I'm all in on D'Angelo Russell. If I have to take him late third, I will too. Yep, uh, I won't. Uh, I'm kind of fading, but I've I've yeah. got other guys. I'm uh, he's coming up on my boards though for sure. I was way off yeah. him, but um, this team's just so so thin. And uh, if Curry and there's talk of Curry getting managed some one way, shape, or form, so yeah. if he's down you know 32 minutes. That's giving Russell 16 minutes at his feast, and I mean, exactly if he gets half, that's half his minute. So if he dominates in those 16 minutes, like he's he's. I on mean, Alphonse Kenny's not shooting 10 shots, so yeah, I mean, yeah. Russell's gonna eat. And then Kevon Looney hamstring hamstring tweak. He was on a stationary bike after, so that leads me to believe it's super duper minor. Uh, he's not gonna play tomorrow in the preseason opener against the Lakers, and that's fine. Like, why would you play a guy who pulled a hamstring two days later? Yeah, I'm I'm still down. Like uh, like I said, I'm probably taking a little bit after 100. Uh, Warriors offense just yields so much fantasy value, so it's more about that than yeah. Looney and then really just Steve Kerr saying he has big plans for him. It's really simple when as you, that. Yeah, when you get around 11 uh, rounds, 11, 12, look at Noel, Looney, Brandon Clark, high upside bigs like that. Yeah, there isn't Robert Williams. There's a lot of them. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, I'll have so. to think Robert Williams sooner. <laughs> I'm, I'm like yeah, all in for right now. Sure. Yeah, and then um, it's another thing too, man. Like. Get your point cards early. Yes. There are definitely. not many of them late th- this year. Uh, I mentioned kind of DeLon Wright. So very unclear with the Mavs. Um, and by the way, if you want a jet, I know this is a super long pod. Just tell me and I'll do the rest. Oh, solo. no, I'm good. I okay, got another cool. 10 minutes. Okay, cool. Um, so Seth Curry apparently got talked up. Uh, Carlisle said he really liked his defense in Portland. We saw he was not very good defensively with the Mavs. It kind of caused him to get benched a lot. But, yeah, keep in mind, they went with Dame, Seth, and C.J. McCollum a lot. And that lineup was really good in a lot of spots. Um, so keep an eye on him. Talk of Dorian Finney-Smith playing the four. Um, we've seen a lot of talk of Dwight Powell playing well next to KP. KP doesn't want to play the five, which makes sense given how hurt he is. So anybody here that you're kind of feeling besides, and again, I mentioned uh, they have really bad playoff schedule, so like I wouldn't be too, too overly invested in the Mavs. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of fading the Mavs apart from DeLon. Um, we saw the news yesterday. Tim Cato of the Athletic reported that Przingis is probably going to miss fifteen to twenty games. That's I think and, that's even low, dude. 
Yeah, that's probably low too. I mean, the thing about the maps is they haven't been transparent at all. Like Carlisle and Cuban have both said there's a plan, but they haven't like released it yet. So I think Tim Cato's plugged in. Like he's yeah. worked for the Athletic. I I I trust him here, and I think it's wise for the smart. Yeah, I think yeah. Yep. If he if he somehow plays over sixty games, I'd be honestly pretty surprised. Yeah, the Mavs would have to start super hot and be in the playoff conversation for them to dial back on that, yeah. and then it'd be probably closer to 10 DMPs. Yeah, and they have some pretty tough teams in their division, by the way, so it's yeah. all ordered. <laughs> Vegas has them insanely high, and that podcast I did, I think they yeah. said that there were like 40 games. I was like, he t- asked me to guess. I didn't look at it. I was like 34. Yeah. I don't. That's an easy under for me. Exactly. Um, I mean, I'm down to draft Seth real quick. Uh, if I want some threes, I think he can be good. Um, again, kind of banking on Luca missing time and Dorian Finney-Smith playing some four, opening up minutes there. So obviously Luca is big enough to play th- play the three. Yeah, um, defensively. I mean, Seth, Seth looked really good in place of CJ McCall last year too. So he's yep. got that mojo back too. Yeah, I'll be down. Yeah, yeah late. I still, I still like Dwight Powell. Just real, real solid guy. Like I said in the last couple pods ago, he's basically like a Thomas Bryant, but much cheaper. Yeah, kind of a game. So I'm maybe a supercharged Cody Zeller from last year. Just good percentages. Does a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex Lynn's hurt again. Like, do we even need to talk about this? <laughs> no, no chance. There's no chance I'm taking Alex Lynn. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bruno Fernando shooting some threes. Uh, they basically, um, I think, two or three of the coaching staff were hanging out with him to get him going offensively. So they really care about him. Like he's kind of their center of the future. Yeah, um, and then also John Collins. A lot of talk about him being more versatile and. Uh, I still like John Collins. He's not in my must-draft tiers, but I definitely want to get him maybe early yeah. third. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Okay, so that's, we got some camp battles. We kind of talked about a lot of them, so let's kind of fly through. We talked about the Celtics. Um, we talk, I talked about Rodion Kurut. We talked about that already, too, so let's get that. Talked about Monk. Um, yeah, we talked about most of this stuff. Let's see here. Yeah, we talked about wow. that. Yeah, we talked about everything. Uh, Pistons. Um, so they have – apparently it's going to come down to, unfortunately, Chris – Jin Wood or Joe Johnson for the last roster spot. I know that's uh yeah. painful. So weird. Yeah. We, at least we finally got some clarity. Uh, James Edwards said that Tristan Woods apparently had some maturity concerns the last few teams he's been on. So at yeah. least we know like it's not a talent issue because it's definitely not. The dude's yeah. a freaking baller, man. It's yeah. just maturity issues. So. Yeah. And then there's a column from the Pistons team beat writer saying if they're the Pistons could be looking for another center. Which is probably more an indictment on Thon Maker than really anybody else. Right. Thon still. Well, we knew Thon was good. That, I mean, when that pick went down, like everyone was scratching their head just because how raw he was. And, yeah. You know, he's going to take mad time. So, yep. I don't know. Derek Rose went from one super team from the Knicks to a new super team in the Pistons. Thinks, yeah. He legit thinks they're going to be a contender, and I could not stop laughing. He like, does, are you yeah. kidding me? But he has a. Come on, dude. He has a Rockets in his back pockets, according to Dwayne Casey. Which is pretty, <laughs> Casey's pretty I think he's like. Dude, he has like three dunks in the last four years. It's like, what are you talking about, Casey? Yeah. So, but he's moving around pretty good. I still obviously want to draft him. I, I want to see what Bruce yeah. Brown does. Like, I really he had the triple double in Vegas. I still yeah. can't draft him because he was, I think, bottom five in usage rate for guys who hit his minutes. So yeah. that's a big, a lot to ask for a guy who was pretty fancy irrelevant. Right. Uh, Lakers guards. Let's hit this real quick. So pretty much Vogel's really mixing it up on who he's going to put out there. Um, the ESPN story caught a lot of wind yesterday with uh, Alex Caruso. They put him like in the power forward spot in the graphics, so everyone like that <laughs> up. It was weird, but um, yeah, there's talk about like playing LeBron at the four, AD at the five, Bradley, KCP, and then Caruso was the five that like quote unquote closed. I'm yeah. still like of all these guys, 
Avery Bradley with his forty pound weight loss, like obviously that's probably a little exaggerated. Okay, he he weighs eighty pounds. There's no way he lost forty. That's <laughs> yeah. just that was so yeah. that, that was just outrageous coach speak. That's just not happening. Yeah, well he he said it to Mike Bresnahan, like there's like, Yeah, I dropped forty, like and he dropped his body fat from like I think fourteen to six or something like that. I know, um, there's just no way. Yeah, yeah. Pounds. Anyways, like um Vogel said he wants to play LeBron with quote unquote defensive minded wings and true point guards. Basically, that means true point guards meaning Rajon Rondo and maybe a little bit of Caruso. I'm yeah. still taking Caruso. Like I, last rounder, again, there's not many point guards you can get late. Um, mentioned my Chris C guy. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I'm interested in him. I, I think Danny Green's gonna get a ton of minutes. Uh, he's apparently been really clamping down on people in practice. So hmm. yeah, I'm down with down with Danny Green. I'm not really taking any Lakers this year, apart from Anthony Davis. Davis, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then, what about Javon McGee, no? No. I, I think the, the Howard thing kind of worries me. Apparently, Howard's look good, so it's yep. kind of could be like 18 minutes each and then uh, some small ball know. five with AD. I don't know about that. I think Dwight Howard's probably planking somewhere and being a goof. Right. But Maybe. Anyways. Yeah, he's, he, oh, by the way, just quick aside. His demeanor at Media Day was so different. Like, he's mm-hmm. just so humbled from all the stuff that's went yeah. down. So. I mean, he got cut by the Hornets and Hawks, man. Wouldn't yeah. you be? <laughs> yeah, he, he played for, like, the whole Southeast Division in, like, three Imagine years. Imagine getting cut with Bismack Biombo on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> Nets didn't even – they were, like, they traded for him, like, just to trade him again. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so move on. Talked about most of this stuff. Um, interested in the Marcus Morris versus Kevin Knox? Absolutely the... not. Nope. No chance. Yeah, most well, – one of the Morris most... went there, and the Knicks will probably flip him at the deadline. Expiring deal already, like just no chance. I'm not buying that. They did talk about using big, super big lineups, which helps Mitch Robinson. Uh, they talk about Randall might even get the backup five minutes over like yeah. Taj Gibson too. Yeah, have you seen him play the five? He's definitely big enough. He's he has a big chain now when he work when he works out and stuff and does yeah. pull up, so can can hang it. We could probably talk about Mitchell Robinson yep, real quick. I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm all in again. Like there was a little bit of hesitation, like. I'd say maybe two months ago when the knee issue popped up, but I'm I'm in on Richard Robinson in the second round again, man. I like him a lot. I'm like halfway in. Yeah, I I hear I hear you. It's just like he's cut down on his foul rate. Yeah. Probably gonna lead the league in blocks. I think it's probably a guarantee at this point yeah. if he gets placed 24 minutes. You definitely take the exchange for block rate for foul rate, like all yes. day. And maybe he won't be as aggressive and put himself at risk for an injury. Yeah, um, but his, his shot looks good, man. Like I know we always clown these bigs who shoot threes, but like. Looks pretty good to me. And like he's a decent free throw shooter. I, of all the bigs who are going to shoot threes, like I think he might be one of the most that I'm like somewhat buying. Yeah, and if he's playing around Barrett, Randall, and Peyton, that's three. That's three elite playmakers too. Like setting him up for lobs too. I, I, I like him a lot, man. Yeah, he's going to be really good. I, it's just the injury scares me so much. Yeah, we <sighs> haven't heard anything about it since then, have we? No, nah, he looks he looks good. I mean, yeah. he's been a full goal in camp. That's the yeah, only yeah. thing we just haven't heard. Yeah. It's just a super that. minor tweak, but I, again, yeah. I always say this: like that ankle injury last year, that look it looks so minor to me. And yeah, so much time. Like that just kind of it's kind of burns in my memory here. The Knicks also wanted Zion, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's see here. Uh, Mark uh, Michael Carter Williams playing a little bit of two uh, versus Markel Fultz. Are, are you still a, a Fultz guy? Uh, if I had to take him in the last round, I probably would. Yeah. Uh, would you rather that's, take Caruso that's, that's or Fultz? Fultz. Okay, I'd take Caruso. Yeah, I don't buy. Him. I don't buy Fultz. Like I just don't do it. That's fine. I mean, yeah. elite steal, block, assist rates. I had a triple double in like twenty three minutes. He's still got it. It's just if you want to punt free throws, I'm taking Fultz last round. Yeah, 
I get it. And then we'll see the Birch versus Bamba. Uh, we've talked about Jonathan Isaac a stupid amount on here. Do you want to say anything? Yeah. What what was the quote? Terrence Ross called him a giraffe that plays like moves a, like a lion. Say? Yeah. He looks like yeah. a giraffe and runs like a lion. Like yeah. Moves like nobody's ever seen before his size. Like he's just. I, dude, him. I I have to take Isaac or SGA in round five now. That's like a I have to do that now. Yeah. Round five, six, seven. There's so many guys I want to take right there. Yep. Like hopefully Bam. Maybe SGA and then Isaac. Like, I think it's probably how yeah, I'm leaning to go. Yeah, that'd be the dream. Yeah. Um, talked about the Suns. Blazers. Uh, it sounds like, according to, I think, Jonathan Quick, hope I got that right, was saying that Rodney Hood's locked in as a starter. Ew. Uh, does that do anything for you with him or Bazemore? Or... I don't buy that at all, man. They need a defender in there I to agree. offset Dame and CJ. I, they're going to start Bazemore. They have to. I think, or else I think they would, over. yeah. So I don't buy that at all. Dame also talked up... Um, Basemore as well, so right. But yeah, Zach Collins, who's been again probably one of the other, probably my top five like must have guys. Like he should be really good. Right. I also um, think it makes sense to have Ronnie Hood next to Simons in the second unit too. Yeah. Just a Would you? What about Simons or Fultz? Dude, I, honestly, the way that O'Shea talked about Simons, I think he'd have to go Simons. I right? would. Yeah, I'm buying. You call, dude. you call him the most talented player you've ever drafted with Dame like sitting right beside you, like thirty-five. That's a big statement. Yeah, thirty-five point. Game in Vegas, thirty-seven yeah. point season finale in the regular season. Like, yeah. dude can ball, man. He was massively raw. And, and dude, CJ's had some health concerns too. Like, if, if hey, CJ goes down, yeah. Simon's. I don't know about Simon's that. CJ's pretty durable, dude. Besides that knee thing last year, like, and he came back. He came back way faster than everyone thought, too. So. Yeah, yeah. So, but don't don't forget those foot issues, though. First couple years, yeah, CJ yeah, always hurt. Yeah, with the fifth minute tarsal, whatever. But, yeah, um, yeah. So talked a lot about the Spurs with the backcourt, but uh, I want to see how Demar Carroll fits. Uh, pretty much, I think it's him versus Jakob Pertl uh, if they are, are going to play uh, the market or the four or the five. I think it's going to be, it's pop, so it's going to be matchup dependent, which is why yeah. I'm a little bit bashful on drafting Pertl. I don't really trust him. We saw him play a lot of minutes in the Denver series, but um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty much avoiding those two. Pertl was terrible last year, apart from that series too, yeah. so I'm not really going near him. His stat totals were not what they were in Toronto. His block rate, like, cut in half yeah. rebound went down i don't know i'm just not buying him yet yeah. and then we'll be watching very closely here uh the og ronde hall jefferson and stanley johnson and then norm norm powell starting over van van vliet should be worth noting that the whole team got introduced yesterday even guys who weren't going to play uh, yeah. and kyle lowry didn't get introduced which is kind of created Weird. some raptors buzz but yep. um draft van, van vliet maybe on my top five like must draft guys list i really yeah. like him also, deep, deep, deep leagues. Terrence Davis, they gave him some point guard reps the other yep. day, too. Summer league star, so. Yep, yep. And obviously, you and I are big on the Chris Boucher train. Probably a guy we'll oh, be talking yeah. a lot on DFS and the nights that Marcus All and or Serge sit, so. Yep, fun stat. Chris Boucher and Robert Williams were the only two players with a higher block rate than Mitchell Robinson last year. Nice. Yep. A, yeah, monster, monster, monster G League yeah. stats. He was the Anthony Davis of the G League. Yeah. Anthony Davis 2.0, I should say. The stats were just off yeah. the charts. Yeah, and then Utah pretty much set here. Their rotation's real nice. Maurice O'Neal's getting a lot of talk talked up here. Love him, yeah. man. I just love this team. They're gonna, I think they're definitely a threat to be the one seed, which is not a hot take at all. Yeah, definitely. Donnie Mitch, like you said, solidified himself. Dude. Just like a Oh yeah. my god! All the clothes coming out of there. I, I just I don't know how you don't. You and I, like who you said you would take who over him? I forget. Mm, 
Don't remember. But yeah. he's he's firmly top 25 for me was right it now. Booker? I would take Booker over him, yeah. Okay, I think I well, even after all the Sun stuff we talked about to pretty much start? Yeah, just because even yeah. though, like, they both have great playoff schedules, but what Booker did in the last, like, couple oh, months. Oh, yeah, with, dropping, like, yeah, 50s. Yeah. S- super strong. So, yeah, yeah, they're close. They're, like, right there. Yeah, like, I would just love to somehow go Cat, tr- maybe Trey, or, and then Donnie, like, if I pick first, like, I would just yeah. cry. I think the argument for Booker is just a. Uh, Assists are really hard to come by this year when, if you don't get like the elite point guards like Trey and stuff like that. Yep, yep. But I think Donnie will still be pretty good in assists. Uh, another yeah. thing, too, that I like is I think that Conley's going to take some defensive pressure off Mitchell, who's not really a great defender, anyways. But I just think that they're such a great fit together. They're going to yeah. play faster. They're going to be their offense is going to be so much more open now without Favors there. We, we love Favors just as a quick aside. For but, sure. Um, yeah, we should probably add that. Um, Melly's also in the mix to play some five. That's possibly bad news for Julia Okafor, especially if um, Favors gets hurt, which he does a lot. Yep. Bad news for Hayes, too. Yeah. Um, well, Hayes did play next to Favors. I thought that was interesting in a, a practice set. I thought that was kind yeah. cool. But, yeah. yeah, Hayes is definitely not not yet. As, as great as he is, like, he's insane. He had, like, maybe one of the best dunks in Summer League I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. But, um, yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about you got the column you're working on right now yep i think we hit it all basically we did we we hit a ton didn't we yeah hour just hit the hour mark <laughs> nice so yeah man uh i love freaking podcasting so um hopefully you guys enjoy hope you guys crush any upcoming drafts uh definitely check out the draft guide i'm gonna be writing a column on monday i don't know what i'm gonna write about but i'm sure there's like a million things to write about but yeah probably just be quick hit stuff and Kawhi, Le- Kawhi Leonard, load management, one, number one. It's already it's already going. If he's available at round three, pick one, do you make the move? No. He won't be. I'm just saying, do you yeah. make the move? No, I don't. <laughs> four, maybe four. Maybe four. <laughs> I, oh, dude. Okay, come on. Not round four. Dang, I'll take Bam over Kawhi. Crazy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, he's, he was still 18th in total value last year. Like, I know. He's still, know. He's still Kawhi. We know he's going to miss 20. But like I said, he was basically healthy last year, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, it's crazy. Like, 18th is his total ceiling. Like, why are you picking him at 18? Yeah, exactly. So, All right, so we're out of here on that. Again, this is the happy time. Uh, I cannot wait. I love all this basketball back on. Nets tonight. Um, it'll be. A Who are they playing? Is that France? Some, yeah, some foreign team. I don't even know. No, if not to. Yeah. Shade at those guys, but. Uh, Franca, Franca, whatever yeah, that is. Whatever that is. <laughs> so, yeah. We we don't play fantasy Francas over here. Uh, what about Franca Nielkina? Actually, you ever, <laughs> are you buying the Franca Nielkina books? Hey, I like him, man. I've, yeah. I've never left this island. I just haven't yeah. been uh, <laughs> outspoken yeah. about it because yeah. I was embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, you you left the island, but you still own the property, so like you can go back yeah, there. Exactly. For, yeah, exactly. Have a rental a timeshare there. Yeah, I see. <laughs> All right, so we're out of here on that. I I just am so pumped right now. Um, basketball is back in our lives. So you guys enjoy the weekend. Good luck in fantasy football. And thanks for coming on, man. Of course. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.